right, good evening. Bring you greetings from uh, the New Life Congregation in Lebanon City. Um, we actually live in Lebanon City. I didn't think about this until he mentioned your missionaries, but we actually live in Jason and Jamie's house. So it doesn't mean I know any of you, but that might be interesting to some of you. Like he said, he gave me a pretty broad um, topic, which I thought was going to be really nice, but it was almost as hard as having a book. It's probably the first time I ever tried to do this, um, teach a couple lessons without a book, so we'll see how it goes. I'm not sure if I have 30 minutes of material or, or two hours. Um, it's probably going to depend on how much you all talk. How many of you are uh, part of the, the Waterworks congregation? Okay, good. There's quite a few of you here. Um, so, I don't know how it is there. At New Life, there's probably about 50, 60 people there on a Sunday morning. And so our Sunday school classes are, there's a lot of help. Um, it's actually, can be almost hard for the teacher to get much, get through the lesson much uh, sometimes. So. Maybe both your churches are that way, and if so, that's great. If not, uh, hopefully. I'm, I'm okay with awkward pauses, if that's what it takes to make you talk, so um, we'll do what it takes. Uh, so basically, he, he told me something relating to church life, and church goals slash church purpose, and I did a little research, and I, I ran across... Um, someone's writing who was had broken down the purposes of the church into five different categories which they um, got mostly from the great commandment and the great commission and I thought well that's that's perfect five purposes five nights so we're going to work on one each night um, and I'm not sure how you all are here, but a lot of places that I've been for summer Bible school, it's, I usually can tell that the adults haven't studied their lesson day to day. I don't understand you work all day and then you go in the evening. So I, I'm not actually going to give you any sort of papers or questions. We're going to basically take each one. I'll tell you what's going to be tomorrow night so that you can think about it during the day if you want. A lot of the questions will be pretty similar um, that we'll work through. As far as, you know, um, well, I'll just write up. The, the ones that they have are worship, fellowship, ministry, as in like ministering to others, evangelism, and discipleship. I wasn't sure what order to take them in, but that's, that's the order we're going to go through. And um, look at one tonight. We'll probably read some verses somewhat uh, related to each one, and then... Hopefully I'll moderate a discussion on each one. Um, my goal is to inspire you to personal study on the topics and discuss practical ways that we, you can implement or grow in, in each of these areas. Um, I taught school a number of years and it, I found that it seems like students remember or learn things a lot better if they find them out for themselves or come to their own conclusion. You just guide them there. So. Um, that's, I'm not usually a very good lecturer or 
At least it's not my favorite type of class. Anyway, I'm going to write up these five here in the order that I think we're probably going to do them, just so you can see them and remember them if you'd like. And um, you can, yeah, come with your own ideas. And tonight's going to be worship. Uh, actually, could I get some people to start looking up some references? Uh, Revelation 14, 6, and 7. Thank you. John 4, 19 to 26. Thank you. And Romans 12, 1. Thank you. And you can think about um, how you experience worship yourself. Uh, that's a later question. So the, the verses are just ones that I thought had to do with the topic of worship and just to kind of give you some scripture to think about um, as we discuss this. Um, Revelation 14, 6 and 7. John 4, 19 to 26. doesn't say anything, it doesn't say worship there, but every other translation other than King James says, um, which is your logical worship, or present your body a living sacrifice, which is a reasonable worship. All right. First off, what, what do you all think of when you think of worship? Um, like what, anything, what, what, what is it? Or how does it look? When you think of worship, what, what do you think of? No right answer, as far as I know. But just off the top of your head. 
Adoration. All right. Okay. Anything else? Praise. Praise. I was going to write down the definition of worship and I forgot. Um, which a lot of you are, are hitting the, the Oxford is the feeling or expression of reverence and adoration for a deity. Showing reverence or adoration. Um, and, and and I would agree. I often think of like singing or um, just yeah, like feeling that that um, feeling of awe or, or adoration. Um, but there, there's another aspect of it too that I don't, we don't think about as much, and that was in Romans 12, when it says, "Giving your body a living sacrifice, which is your, your reasonable worship." And I guess that, in some ways, is just like, um, well, maybe if you've, you've, uh, sometimes. I remember getting punished for something multiple times and getting told that if I could show that I was sorry if I wouldn't wouldn't do it again or whatever and that might be something similar where like worship you can say it but you'll show it um, maybe through not just through singing and praising but through other things as well which we'll, we'll look at later. Um, when, when you think of worship, do you think of something that you have to make yourself do, or should it just, should it be spontaneous, or should, like, in other words, I don't know if you're following what I'm saying, but like, is it something that happens because you're in such awe or such adoration when something happens, um, or just something sometimes you have to make an effort to do? Adoration, um, like, good question. Somebody, <laughs> what's a simple definition of adoration? Like, stand in awe, adore. Yeah, that, that would be a good. That's the short part of adoration. That's the, the root of it, anyway. Yeah, adore or something. Um, so. Um, or, or is it a mix? It's, is it sometimes it's just a product of 
you realizing who God is and what he's done, and it's almost spontaneous, and sometimes you do have to put effort in? Or do you think it should lean one way or the other? It's both. It's both. Yeah. I, Yeah, yeah. It's we have to. Sometimes we have to um, step back and yeah, make ourselves worse, or even like help ourselves, like help ourselves again realize who we are compared to to who God is. Um, Yeah, that's the the yeah. You're right. The human part is probably the re, some of the examples. I have, well, can you think of some examples of people worshiping in the Bible? There's there's lots of them, but some of maybe the the ones you think of the most, like. Um, Paul and Silas in jail. Yeah, that's in Acts 16. Actually, I'm just, I'm just going to quick read that. Um, I want you to just think about whether that was spontaneous or whether they had to make an effort. I, I'm not saying it was one way or the other. I just know that if it was me, it probably would have been one way. Um, so, Acts 16, verse 20. Uh, let me see where I wanted to start here. I'll start at 22. And the multitude rose up together against them, and the magistrate rent off their clothes and commanded to beat them. And when they had laid many stripes upon them, they cast them into prison, charging the jailer to keep them safely, who, having received such a charge, thrust them into the inner prison and made their feet fast in the stocks. And at midnight, Paul and Silas prayed and sang praises unto God, and the prisoners heard. And suddenly there was a great earthquake so that the foundation of the prisons were shaken and immediately all the doors were opened and everyone's bands were loosed and then you know what happened as it keeps going. Um, but I had to think about it. You get beat, you get put in stocks. There's a reason they were awake at midnight. Um, and what, what inspired them to worship at midnight? They beat on their bare backs in stocks like, it seems like that'd be the last time. The last, yeah. And I, I'm not saying they had to make a great effort. I don't know what they were going through or what they, um, but it, I believe there's, there's going to be times where you need to, to make an effort. Any other, any other examples of a, um, when Noah stepped out on bright ground, Right. There probably didn't take a, a lot of effort in that case. Um, yeah. That was hardly spontaneous. <laughs> yep. I only have one son. I can't imagine. Can't imagine that. 
Right. Yeah, that's true. And I'd like to, if you want to think about um, other questions that might be coming up, that that's one of them. Like, what what might? So I'm going to ask you how how you experience worship, you know, um, personally, or like to give something more fairly practical, or collectively, or whatever. And then, what might hinder that worship? And is there anything we could do to improve our worship? Um, and we'll, we'll see what all we get into. But um, that, yeah. Any other any other examples in the Bible where someone worship just so we can get some context of what worship looks like? All right. Uh, New Testament, can you think of any? Or anything, but are there any other New Testament ones you could think of? All right. You have the the woman with the alabaster box. Um, She didn't... uh, There was more of an act of worship... You have, oh, one of the other, um, I had looked up the top five, or some of the top examples. The widow and her might was as one of the first ones, and I, and I wouldn't have thought of that as, but there again, it's, it's, uh, it's the side of worship we don't think about as much, where you, where she was sacrificing everything she had um, for God, and therefore it, it, it's, that's an aspect of worship. The wise men, they fell down and worshipped as soon as they saw the, the child. Um, then you also have the blind man had thought of uh, when he didn't worship right away, but when Jesus found him again and he told him who he was, uh, he worshipped him. All right. So, how do you experience worship? Or what are some practical ways that you yourself, in your mind at least, uh, consider worship in your experience? We all have, have different, different things, but... Um, Or maybe it doesn't have to necessarily be an exact example of you, but like, what are what are some practical ways that we can we can worship? I would think so. Obviously, if done for the right reason, but it could it could be a form of worship. Yeah, correct. Singing and what music? Yeah, sometimes the the words to the song can really really um, 
inspire you to worship. Observing, observing creation and nature. That, um, yeah, that that would be something for me. That would be I. I personally, I, maybe I'm just biased because that's what I. But I think that that should be something for uh, most everyone uh, when you when you realize. I don't know if you're standing by the ocean, you see the power of the waves, or there's just so many things. Thunderstorms, tornadoes. Yeah, a few years back, the there's a tornado that went right by my parents' place. My siblings were home, and they went to the basement because they heard it coming. And they live in the woods, and there was trees. It was it was just massive destruction. It was up near the Project 70, and they they took a some aerial photos, and the the tornado came on track for their house, and then it it actually went around and. If it would have went in a straight line, it would it went right through the house, um, and just things like that that um, see the sheer power and yeah, that can lead you to worship. What what do people in our around us worship or in society? Can you worship money? I think you can. Yeah, I'm sure there's people who worship money. Anything else? Sports, recreation. Even certain sports um, figures or whatever, there's people who are obsessed. They, uh, as well as a lot of um, actors, musicians. Um, I had watched a documentary on someone that they were filming people at certain musician or a concert and, and the way that people would react to the person singing was just incredible. I mean, they, they literally would faint or um, cry and just get all caught up. I mean, and, and uh, in my opinion, it was, it was worshiping. That's uh, sure what it looked like. And then you have to wonder, like, why, why do people worship Someone or something. Well, maybe you know. Maybe you have some thoughts on that. Why, why do they worship things or other people like that? Something. To fill the void somewhere. Any other thoughts on that? Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Do we struggle in any of those areas? Or do we, usually in a lot of areas, I mean, if you, almost every area of Christian life, we, we really, wherever our society is, like wherever there, there's certain things maybe we don't. But a lot of areas we, we can start you can rub off a little, um, or a lot sometimes, but um, is that anything that I don't know? Do we struggle with those things at all, like worshiping, or or is that pretty far out there? Or when does it become worship? I guess. So how we prioritize could be an indicator. Yeah, I would say that's very possible. Yeah, I saw a, uh, um, a meme or whatever. Of, it was the same guy sitting at a, I think it was a, a concert, and he was all psyched up, and then I had a picture of him like the next day sitting at church, and he was sleeping. And, you know, I, that kind of, yeah, hit home a little. Like, they're, like that, can be, that can be real things you can get pretty excited about and then you come here with the at least I assume that our services for the most part are um, giving us a time to collectively worship and if we're if we're um, having a problem there I don't, I don't know is that, is that an indication if Marchetta the preacher's fault. <laughs> it's too boring. Um, and that, that also, like, how can you tell 
I had to think about that. In the Bible, it often gives an indicator, like, it says that they, they worshipped, or they fell down, or they did this. And there's always, an, like, there's, there's indicators you can tell when someone is worshipping. Um, I don't know. Are we... We might be a little... I wrote down a question. Do we? I wrote. Do we hinder our worship by suppressing it? Um, not that I'm not a Pentecostal or anything, but um, I had to think of that too with this. Um, if our if our self image is more important than our worship. Um, I don't know, is that an indicator of anything? Or is that... We're, we're pretty good at hiding things under the guise of humility, I guess. Um, I, I was recently um, challenged by a, a friend of mine I was working with somewhere. and um, He was helping me out at my place. And a... This isn't directly about worship, but it, it sort of helps make my point. We got a, a one call from, from the church about a, a prayer request. And while he was working, I thought he, I turned around because I thought he was talking to me, but he, he just prayed for the, the person right on the spot as he was hanging my drywall or whatever. Um, and, and I had a lot of respect for that. I, he wasn't doing it at all to be a show at all. Actually, I'm not sure. He might have thought I had left the room. Um, but to me, like, I respected the fact that he, he wasn't afraid of what I thought of him. He had something that he wanted to talk to God about, and he talked about it right there. Um, so what are, what are some things that might hinder our worship today? This can, this can be in your, collectively or in your personal life. And you can get practical. Um, there's, we've been saying that it's it's about our personal view of God and who He is and what He's done that that affect how we worship. Um, and I think this is one of the pretty important purposes of the church because. Isn't this sort of a lot of the reason God created us to begin with? Um, wasn't it the... Uh, didn't he desire a relationship with his creation? I, sh- I shouldn't say it's why he created us, but I mean it was... Or maybe I'm wrong on that. I, I guess I was always under the impression that he desire to have a relationship with his creation, I would say that worship would be a very vital part of that, or to bring glory to him. Um, And so, if we can identify what's hindering us, that might might help us in, in bringing more worship to him.
Any ideas of what, what might hinder us? So we had talked, you had mentioned some already, but any, anything that you can think of that might, might hinder you or a group from uh, finding true worship? Good. Any other, any other thoughts? Things that could hinder your worship. any specific things that might affect that quiet time something that really affects my quiet time a lot. They're really busy. Alright, It's good if y'all don't have many hindrances then you're probably probably doing well here. <laughs> Getting too comfortable for me, too, is another problem. Um, there's something about working all day and get comfortable. I, isn't it amazing how you can read a book, and then when you go to read your Bible, it, it, uh, you notice it fall down, or if you're laying down, it hits you in the face every now and then. I'd, maybe I'm just telling on myself, but... Um, Sometimes you have to proactively find a way to make yourself alert. Um, and, and another one that's really bad for me is that 
a phone. I, I, I find the, the, like, the Bible app so convenient. Um, we have a five-year-old, a three-year-old, and one-year-old twins. And sitting in church, having a, a paper Bible is, is a nightmare, if you want any of it left. Um, and so it's so, like, so convenient to hold them with one hand and scroll with the other. And, but then there's, you know, it's so quick. Somebody posts something on Facebook. We should have been at church or whatever. All the little notifications pop up and, and things like that. Where it's like, after a while, you have to decide what's... Yeah, you have, you have to be honest about what could be hindering your worship. Um, I also do a lot of uh, my work is selling things online, and so it is so tempting to go check on the app, see if anything's sold, see whatever, um, when you're using your phone. Um, yeah, I don't know. I might be the only one, but the phone in general has been a real struggle for me. Um, it used to be that the most unworshipful thing you could do at church was chew gum, and now, now you got something way worse, you know. Well, some people still make sure there's no gum, but then they got something way more distracting. I see people sitting in Sunday school with, you know, beside their leg, typing or whatever, and I, um, not saying I never did that, but I think... So, any, anything else that you thought of that might hinder you personally or collectively? So what's the, what's the way to, is it, so we can take away all the things, um, but uh, just curious, what's your thoughts on what what is actually... Does taking away the hindrances fix the problem? Or, or, in other words, I understand you shouldn't have all kinds of temptations. Um, but, like someone said, there's, a, there's a, a hole in our heart, if you will, for something to worship. Um, Is there any possibility that if you're filling that with the right thing, that the other things will will have less attraction, or is that not necessarily how it works? Any thoughts? And there's nothing right or wrong. You you have to know for yourself. That's why I, I like to hear other people's opinions. So you're saying on a holiday than a Sunday. Yeah, I know that 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 is. I'm not sure what all goes into that, but I know that is a thing. 
Any other thoughts? Yeah, I, and I, I don't know that there's necessarily, obviously we have to know our own personal hearts. Um, and I think there's, there's a lot of different aspects. But uh, when I look at someone like Paul and Silas in jail, um, there's so many things they could have thought about, but they um, beat in stocks. And yet they, they turn turn to worship. Um, they're the widow with her might, giving everything. Um, I think all of those, like if, if there is, and probably through through scripture reading, and there's, there's a lot of different ways that you can, but if you can keep a, a right concept of, of God and who He is, that fixes so many things. It's just that it's it's so hard in our human our human nature to um, to do that. And I guess that's why we look at it sometimes and and try to to make another commitment to to um, giving our God our full attention and. And Bible reading and prayer, really, it, it's surprising how many times when you're struggling, it's, you realize, it seems like such a simple thing, but it, it, you realize that you, you haven't been searching the word and making a, a, an effort to, to spend time in it and, and talk to God. Um, so... Yeah, as you as you go about your your days and weeks, I guess my encouragement would just be to to put put effort into to worshiping and um, and trying to realize what your what your hindrances are and work them out of your life. But not only that, but then fill it with with um, with worship and, and not be afraid what others think. Um, it's okay if somebody sees you driving down the road with your, I don't know, your hand in the air singing at the top of your lungs <laughs> or whatever, you know. There, we've, I don't know, it's, and maybe social media has done some of it. It's probably always been a human thing, but it's, a lot of people are very, very sensitive to what other people think to the point of, I think, affecting their, their Christian walk and, and just, Letting um, worship flow from them and and um, doing what they what they know they should do. So uh, hopefully, yeah, that is that's pretty much what I have here. He told me thirty minutes to an hour, and he doesn't care how long y'all are free. So I'm not going to hold you here 
past my notes. Um, why don't we have a word of prayer and then you'll be dismissed. Our Father in heaven, just thank you for bringing us um, safely through another day today. Just pray that you would be with each one of us as we go throughout the rest of tonight and through this week. Just pray that we would be able to continue to um, have a clear understanding of who you are and, and who we are. And uh, we just thank you for, for um, giving us the, the plan of salvation and sending your son and giving us the opportunity to, to um, have a reason to live. As we know without that, we would, we would all, um, there would be no point to life. Just pray that you would be with us as we meet others in our communities or wherever, wherever we go. Just help us to shine your light and live a uh, clear testimony of who you want us to be. Help us to be ready to share the hope that is in you so that they too could um, enjoy the, the freedom in serving you. Just um, pray that you would be with this congregation and, and the Waterworks congregation. Just pray that you would bless them in their work. Help each one of us to continue to worship you and just help us. Um, just pray that your spirit would show us anything that might be hindering that and that we would be open to it and ready to to take action and, and build a stronger relationship with you. Pray this all in Jesus' name. Amen.